turn with me to the book of Matthew. If you can, Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18 to verse 23. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 to verse 23. Umadebu chapter 1, verse 18, to verse 23. And this is how it reads from verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus was on this wise. When as his mother Mary, Jesus' mother, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Verse 19. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. Verse 20. But when he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which, is, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, verse 25, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he, Joseph, called his name Jesus. Amen. Let us bet, let's stand as in and let's pray. Lord, we pray this morning that your word will have a place in our hearts. Thank you for our Savior, Jesus Christ. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The true meaning of Christmas, the true meaning of Christmas has lost its worth and purpose in today's world. One reason only because the world hates Jesus Christ. We live in a world where God is not considered as important anymore. We live in a world where Christ is a thing that we use for a cuss name. If you want to cuss somebody, just say yeses. If you want to cuss somebody, just say Jesus Christ. It's just how it is. We live in a world where Christ is no longer considered the king of kings. The real Christian Christmas has lost its worth. We are to be celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ and give him all the glory for dying for our sins on the cross and dying for the sins of all mankind. But as the years progress, as the years turn, and as the circles, and as the earth circles the sun year after year after year, it seems as though the heart of man gets colder and harder and harder and harder. And Christmas is no longer what it used to be. Christ is no longer celebrated. We have lost the meaning of Christmas. Professing Christians, even themselves, no longer find Christmas something important 
to remember. And what a shame that is. And this morning we are called to remember the day Christ, the Son of God, took on flesh. In verse 23, it says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and she shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. That word means God with us. You see, when Jesus came into the world, he took on flesh. He wore the robe of flesh. It's God himself coming down from heaven. And he, he embraced himself with this robe of flesh. That's what Emmanuel means. It means God with us. And he came down from heaven. You remember in John, in chapter 1, it says the word, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. You see, God, Christ himself, came down. And in verse 14, it says, the word took on flesh. God himself came down. The word took on, it's a, it's a biblical word that means incarnation, meaning taking on of flesh. The idea there is that here is God, here is God, and he comes down and he, he clothes himself with flesh. And lo and behold, God is with us in a person of Jesus Christ. God with us. Here God himself comes down from heaven and taking on flesh, becoming a man. That's why in the Gospels we are told, Uncle Frank, that Jesus was tired sometimes. You know why? He took on flesh. He sweated. He would, he sweat. He would sweat. He would cry. He would weep. He would get hungry. He was in pain. He had all the human emotions that you and I had. He got angry. He was disappointed by his disciples and those who call themselves religious elite. He was grieved. You know what that was? That was the human side of him. He took on flesh, God with us. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. I wish I had time to tell you in, in 1 John chapter 1, John says we beheld him, the glory of God. He says we touched him, we handled him, we talked with him, we ate fish with him. We touched him. He was with us. We saw him face to face. God with us. But he was also God 100%. God 100%. He couldn't sin. He could forgive sins of all those who placed faith in him. He could heal anybody. He could talk Satan right on his face and tell him his place. He called Moses and Elijah from heaven and talked with his plans with them. He was God in the flesh. This is Christ. The real reason the day of Christmas was put and set aside was to celebrate Jesus Christ coming into the world and taking on flesh. You know why? So that he can die for our sins on the cross. But oh no, today Christianity, today the word Christmas, the only thing we think about is family before Christ. We think about alcohol and wine. We plan to get drunk on Christmas Day. Hey, let's have a jaw. Let's have a party. It's Christmas time. 
Hey, it's, it's long holiday time. Christ is no longer in people's minds anymore. He's lost. He's set aside. It's Christmas time. It's festive season. It's school holidays. Let's go clubbing. Let's go bowling off and, and blowing off some steam. Hey, let's look at Santa Claus. Hey, food and gifts. Parties and clubs. It's time to blow off some steam. That's Christmas in people's minds today. It's not Christ coming into the world for the one sole purpose only to die for our sins. This is the meaning of Christmas today. Unfortunately, Christ is out the window. He has totally left our minds as humanity. If you were to ask a child today, what's the meaning of Christmas? Probably they wouldn't give it to you. They don't know most of our children today. They think, children today think maybe Christianity is, I mean, uh, uh, Christmas is, is just gift. It's a season of, of a break from school. They, they, don't, they don't understand the real meaning that God came down to die for our sins. They don't know. They don't know. I dare even some of your grandchildren, some of your family members, if you were to ask them what is Christmas, they would, they would struggle to answer you. Let's get into our message this morning. If you're following in your bulletins, Christ, the reason he came or was born is to seek and to save the lost. Christ, the reason he came or was born is to seek and to save the lost. Let's have a look at Luke, if you will, please. Lucas, Luke, Muguga Luca, chapter 19 and verse 10. Luke chapter 19 and verse 10. The real reason Jesus came, the real purpose for him coming into the world, Luke chapter 19, verse 9 to 10. But I'll just read one verse for time's sake. You can read the other verses when you get home. Jesus is talking here, and he's talking to the crowds and his disciples. They're in a room, and he's telling them that the Son of Man, he's talking about himself, is come. This is the reason. This is what Jesus said. He says, I am come. The Son of Man is come to do our church, to seek, right? And to save that which was lost. That's the reason I came. He tells them that. He doesn't hide it from them. But it comes in here, it goes out the other ear. They don't understand. They, they, they just didn't get it. He says, the reason I am here is that so that people can be saved. I am come to seek and to save that which is lost. To seek the lost. The word seek there simply means to look, to search. You don't look for something that is not lost. You go job hunting because you're looking for a job. You seek, you search, you look. Some of you are going to go home. Hey, you kids are going to go home. We're going to search your presents. Man, as for a PlayStation 5, I hope Mama got me a PlayStation 5. I'm going to search. Henry is going to search for his tools there. Lindy asked for a hammer. You got me. We search. That's the idea. They're searching. It's to search. Jesus said, I've come to search. I, this is the reason why I came on earth. So that people can be saved. They just didn't. The disciples didn't understand it. Nothing. Let me make an, an, another example. Uh, we arrived in Clefontaine. Me and my mother got a house here in Clefontaine, extension 8. 
um, when, we, when we arrived, not even air passed. The house was not uh, uh, fenced. And so she would park her car next to my window. And we woke up in the morning, the car was gone. And she worked hard for the car. She's a teacher. She worked really hard for the car. And you know, she's busy, I can even get in preparing for, for school, she's preparing for work. And she steps out the door, car's not there, gone. You know what we begin to do? My mom calls, where's the car? <laughs> car is gone. You know what we do? We cycle the house. One, two, three. Nothing, the car wasn't there. We said, we got inside the, car, the house, went outside, the car was gone. <laughs> we didn't have a garage. But the idea there is, you, we were searching. We were, if we had a garage, we would have searched. We were searching for it. Jesus came to seek. He came to search that which is lost. Lost souls. Those who are damned because of their sins. He came to seek and to search the lost. I'm still searching for a wife. By the way, Pastor Raja and Auntie Dalin send their love to you. The Bible tells us that the first thing Jesus did, you know what he did, Hunter? The first thing Jesus did when he began his ministry, he went outside. You know what he did? He started searching. Let's look at, let's read, if you will please, Matthew, in the same book that we, Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. The first thing that Jesus did when he started his ministry, he began his ministry by looking and searching for lost souls. Because that's the real reason he came. That's the real reason he came. Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to what? To preach. Right after he was baptized, right after... Uh, his ministry began. The first thing he did, he began to preach and teach, saying, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. That's the first thing he did. He went out searching for souls and preaching the gospel. Look at Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. Look at verse 23, same chapter. I want to show you something there. Here's the lovely word. I love this word. And Jesus did what? He went. He went. He went about in all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the what? The gospel. Hallelujah. The gospel. You know what the gospel is? It's that very thing that when you hear saves your soul. That's the gospel. Paul says, how can they hear without a preacher? How can they hear? And hearing faith comes by hearing the word of God. And Jesus went out and preaching the word. He didn't go around giving us BMWs, make, putting money in our accounts like it's done today, like it's taught today. He went out and preaching the gospel. He went, he's seeking, he's seeking souls. He's preaching, he's teaching, he's going to synagogues, he's going in all Galilee. The Bible says he went all about. Let's look at Matthew chapter 9, if you will, please. Matthew chapter 9. Verse 35, Matthew chapter 9. I want to show you what Jesus came to do. What he came to do. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. Look at verse 35. And Jesus, here's that word again, 
went. He went about all the cities. All the cities. Listen, that's the very reason he was born. He went about all the cities and villages. Hallelujah. And villages. He didn't choose, oh, here's a suburban area. Oh, they've got internet. I'm going to go there. And he went to villages. He went everywhere. You know what he's doing? You know what he's doing, Aunt Magda? He's searching for that little That's the reason why he came. And today, I don't know what Christ, Christmas it is today. I just, it mind boggles me. What's been taught, what's been preached in our churches, people are, that's the reason why people are not getting saved today. Because the gospel is not being preached. They preach junk. And I'm against it. I'll forever be against junk preaching. Came to seek. And you know why? When Jesus went about all Jerusalem and all Galilee, do you know he didn't have a BMW to do that? He walked. He didn't get in his Avanza. He didn't get in his Quantum. He didn't get in his Mercedes when he was doing the searching. He didn't ride an airplane to Rome. No. He went about. He walked. He used these two things. He would get tired and get hungry because he was searching. That's the real reason he came. Amen? Amen. Oh, man. When people ask you, what's Christmas all about? I get excited. I'll answer you, man. It's about Jesus Christ. That's searching. Let's look at, Jesus said he came to seek and to save the lost. Let's look at save the lost. Something that's lost needs to be found. Something that is lost, if, 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 let me make an, an example here. If a child gets lost, the whole neighborhood, we, we hook up together, don't we? And we search for the child. Because if, 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 if we, we know we've got a limited window, if we do not find the child in 24 hours, it can be bad. Because not only are they, I mean, all kinds of dangers, whether he can he get hit by a car, get kidnapped, get killed, get raped, you never know today. And so we've got a limited, and so the neighborhood goes all out. We call out, we search for the child, we search so that the child can be saved. Do you understand? Can be saved. Our souls, we were lost without Christ. And Jesus said, I am come to seek and to save you who are lost. Because if I leave you, and if I do not find you, you're in danger. You're in danger. Christ came to seek and to save the lost. I want to get something clear. Jesus didn't come into this world to make my life good and happy and healthy and all of these things. The main reason Jesus came is to seek and to save the lost. Let's move on. To provide salvation to all mankind. Second point, to provide salvation to all mankind. Galatians chapter 1 verse 3 to 4. Let's turn there if you will please. Galatians chapter 1. In verse 3 to 4. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 3 to 4. He came to provide salvation. The reason he was born to provide salvation to all mankind. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 3 to 4. And Paul is writing to the church. It's not a church in Galatia. It's the churches. So he was writing to a number of churches 
in the province of Galatia. It's not just one church. And this is what he's writing to the churches. It says, Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Here's the word. Who gave himself for what? For our sins. That's the reason he came. To, he gave himself for our sins. That he might deliver. Here's the word for salvation. To provide salvation. To deliver us from the present evil world. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus came. To provide salvation. The word deliver there means to, to rescue. It's, it's got the tie there. To rescue from danger. To rescue from sin. To rescue from the penalty of sin. Salvation to all mankind. That's the real reason he came. To provide salvation to all mankind. Now Jesus came to provide this salvation to both white and black, to Indian colored, to the, listen, Jesus came, he died for the rapists. Now you say, Pastor, I find it hard to believe. Let me tell you something. Jesus died for child molesters. Now that'll take some time to sink in, won't it? Child molesters. He came to provide salvation for those who hate him, those who despise him. I, I, I can't, I, I can't get my mind wrapped around it, Lindy. I, I try. But I can't. Why so much love? So much. The love of God is so deep. I just cannot wrap my mind around it. That God would die for a murderer. He did. So that all, all can have an opportunity to repent. And so one day when we're before the throne of God, Nobody will say, I didn't know. You didn't die for me. Nobody will have that in their mouth. Nobody. All will bow down before him and worship him. All of us. Hey, the real Christmas story. Let me move on. I never finish my messages. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Now, Christ, the reason he died, Christ, the reason he died. Christ, the reason he died. I want to look at the full Christmas story, not just his birth. But you, know, you need to look at his death and resurrection. Christ, the reason he died. To die for all men. Mark chapter 10 and verse 45. Mark chapter 10 and verse 45. Mark chapter 10 and verse 45. The reason... Christ, the reason he died. For even the Son of Man, Jesus is talking here, for even the Son of Man came not to minister, to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his what? His life. Jesus said, I came to give my life a ransom for many. For many. Because that's the reason I came. That's the reason I came. Celebrating Christmas was, was about the fact, the very fact, 
that Jesus Christ was slain for our sins. He died for them. Jesus said, the reason I came is so that you can live through my death. Boop. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. In John chapter 12 and verse 24, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a corn of wheat falls into the ground and die. He's making an example here. He says, unless a grain of corn falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. If, you didn't, if, if I had a, a stock of corn, of corn here, millies, and I pluck one out and I put it here, it's going to just remain alone. But if I take it and plant it, I kill it, I bury it, what's going to happen? Another stock of, will grow. So Jesus is saying, I have to die for humanity so that others can grow and live through me. Because unless it die, it abides alone. I have to die. Romans chapter 6 and verse 20. The Bible says, For when we were servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. In heaven, one day there will be a song sung, and this song we find in Revelation chapter 5 and verse 9. And this is how it reads. And they sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy to, to take the book and to open the seal thereof. For thou wast slain. It's talking about Jesus Christ. That's the song we will sing in heaven. It says, You were slain and, the, and thou hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and every tongue and people and nation. Hallelujah. We will sing this song in heaven. That you were killed. You were slain. You came to earth to die for our sins. You were born to die and take away our sin. That's the song we're going to sing. The reason he was born. The song we're going to sing in heaven. Christ, the reason he died is to defeat Satan and sin. I'm almost done. Christ, the reason he died is to defeat Satan and sin. In John chapter, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8, this is what John says of Jesus. He that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, Jesus, the Son of God, was manifested. I like that word. Was born. He came down. He was born. He was manifested. He showed up. The word manifest means to reveal. He showed up. He was born of a virgin. Like, just like the prophet said. The prophets of old foretold. And he came and he was manifested to do what, John? Tell us, to do what? That he might destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. To destroy the works of the devil. Only Jesus Christ can defeat Satan. And boy, he was defeated. Hallelujah. He was defeated. And now Satan's very purpose He's doing his very best to take as much as he can with him to hell. He's doing his ultimate best. He's fighting. We see it in our schools. We see it in our society. Satan is fighting. And boy, he's fighting. But he doesn't have the victory. The victory belongs to, to Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Revelation 20, verse 10. 
and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beasts and the false prophets are and shall be tormented day and night forevermore. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, Satan is defeated. But Martha, he's fighting. And we see it. Watch the news just for three seconds. He's fighting. He is fighting. He's getting in our schools. It's difficult now to get in schools and preach. Uh, you know, I don't need to tell you. My mom, one of the reasons my mom stopped being a teacher was because of the immense immorality that's going on in schools. Children today, it blew my mind. Children today are hooked up on pornography in schools. They share it in their, smart, in their smartphones. Satan is fighting to the truth. He doesn't want people to be saved. He, he doesn't want to go there alone. And so he's fighting. He's bringing false religions. He's bringing all sorts of things. He's going into the government. He's going into schools. He's coming into churches. He's doing his very best to fight. He doesn't want to go to hell alone. That's why the Bible says that, and the beast, and the false prophets. False prophets will join him in hell. They are teaching weird. In Springs now there's all... Churches are starting to pile up. We erected a building in Springville, and all of a sudden, boop, 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 boop. And the preaching that you hear there. One guy took a, a, a oil, a stick of oil, and says, trust, trust in this oil. You'll be healed. And he takes the oil. And people there are hungry. They'll believe. They'll believe anything. They're hungry. They're trying to survive. And he takes a stick of oil, trust, oil, believe in God. Trust in you will be healed. Who of you here are suffering? Obviously, everybody's suffering there. He's not preaching Christ. That they may be saying. And they're becoming false Christians. They're thinking that they're Christians. Well, they're not because of a stick of oil. Satan is fighting. And boy, is it busy. And Jesus said, Jesus calls him the prince of this world. He says, he said, he told his disciples before he went to, to heaven, he said, the prince of this world is coming, but he has nothing on me. And he told his disciples, he says, pray lest you enter into temptation. Pray always. But anyway, let's move on. Christ, the reason he lives. This is my last point. Christ, the reason he lives. He rose again from the dead to provide rest to all who love him. To provide rest to all who love him. John chapter 14, verse 2 and 3. John chapter 14, verse 2 and 3. Johannes chapter 14, verse 2 and 3. Then we'll close our service this morning. John chapter 14, verse 2 and 3. This is what Jesus said. He's, he's saying goodbye to his disciples. He's saying farewell. I'm going to the cross and I'm going to go to heaven. This is basically a farewell. And they grieved. They, 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 they heard that he's leaving them. But anyway, he says, let not your heart be troubled. They're troubled. He's leaving. He says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place 
for you. Amen. I go to prepare a place for you. Christ, the reason he lives to provide rest to all those who love him. In my Father's house are many mansions, and I go to prepare a place for you, so that where I am, there will I be. Do you know that one of the reasons Jesus was born is so that you and I will one day have a home in heaven? That you and I, when we pass from earth, we will see God. That's one of the reasons he came. Now that comforts me. That comforts me. Now, my mother, she has a problem with her nerves. Her sciatica nerves is what we call it. And uh, one day, I think 2013, she went for an operation. That she did a splenotomy. A splenotomy is when they remove your spleen. There was a cyst attached to the spleen, so it was draining from the spleen. They had to remove it. And uh, I witnessed to my mom, you know, it's, it's to see your mother going for a huge op. I was, I, was, I, was, I was scared. I was scared. And I sat my mother down on when she, before she went in. I said, I said, Mom, you're surely sad. Like, it's a scary thing to witness to somebody you love. I said, I said, Mom, are you sure you say? My mom grew up in, in Salvation Army. Uh, my, my grandfather was a preacher, my father. And I opened the Bible for her and I showed her from the scripture. I said, are you saved? If you were to die, do you have a home in heaven? And she said, yes. And she said, yes. I want to tell you something. There's hope in Jesus Christ. That's one of the reasons he was born, for us to have hope. Now, this COVID-19, is, it's, it's hitting, isn't it? They say there's a second wave. I, I'm not scared one bit. All right? I'm not scared one bit. I'm not going to live in fear. Now, uh, we should wear masks and we should uh, obey the law, but I'm not going to live in fear. Okay? And you shouldn't live in fear as well as a child of God. The Bible says God has not given us the spirit of what? Of fear. God didn't give us the spirit of fear. Yes, we should respect the law, wear masks, be diligent, stop shaking hands or hugging. Or When some of you came in, I wish I could give you a hug. Martha was asking for a hug. I wish I could give her. But we shouldn't live in fear. You understand that? We, we, listen, we have a home in heaven because he came down so that we can have peace. Ah, I'm done. I'm done with my message. My last point is to provide reconciliation. To provide reconciliation. The word reconcile means to bring back together. Bring back together. I'd like to make an example here. Levi, can I ask you to come? Now, Kantak, now the Bible says, in the Garden of Eden, God walked with us. We had a fellowship, a bond. And one day, because of sin, something came between me and God. Levi, you will be God. Okay? Okay, pretend you are. And uh, <clears throat> I'm married. And they disobeyed God. And something came between God and it separated us. And that's why God says, I chased them from the Garden of Eden. And God chased us out. Go out of the Garden of Eden. And so the fellowship was what? It was broken. It was broken. 
And the reason why Jesus was born is to what? Reconcile us. The Bible says he reconciled us. He brings us together. He takes away this thing here that's hindering us from reaching to God. My works, my good works, my money, my fame, my wealth cannot take me to God anymore. Only Christ can take away sin. The reason why he came is to take this thing away and pull it out so that I can go back to God and be reconciled to him. That's the way to reconcile. Reconciliation. You understand? That's the only reason why Jesus came. You can have a seat. Thank you, Levi. Now, let's read this verse, then I'll be done. Romans chapter 5 and verse 10. Romans chapter 5 and verse 10. Reconciliation. For if when we were enemies, we were enemies with God because of sin, sin separated us from God. We were enemies. For when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by what? By the death, by the death of his son. Christmas, that's Christmas. We, were re- we, we can now fellowship with God. We can talk with God. Our names are written down in the, in, in the book of life. We were reconciled. Being reconciled, we shall be what? Who has it? We shall be what? Saved. Saved. Saved by his life. Let's close our eyes. So are you here this morning and you're saying that uh, Pastor, I am not saved. I have never placed faith in Jesus Christ. If I were to die today, I don't know where I would go. My sins are not forgiven. I have never placed faith in Jesus Christ. I understand now the real Christmas story. That he came to save my soul. He came to die for my sins on the cross. Are you here this morning and said, I want to be saved? You can just raise your right hand. I want to be saved this morning. I want to place my faith in Jesus Christ. If you're here this morning and you're a Christian, I hope this morning you will go and tell your families, write a short, a short uh, a a short message to your family, just saying Jesus Christ is the Savior. That's all. Teach your children when you go home, Teach your children uh, this, this, this morning about Jesus Christ. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, whom you sent into this world. He took on flesh and became one of us. And he was nailed on the cross so that he can reconcile us back to God. Oh God, may we be preachers of this gospel. Help us to preach it, help us to teach it, especially to those who we love, those we work with. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.